in an eight-letter phrase for On a Planet, where copy editors are incompetent and the entire western United States lies in Santa Clarita, California, Mary Horowitz will seek for the answer to nine down, love. Hey! Oh, good surprise! Yeah, I didn't, I, yeah. <laughs> Look at you, oh, here! sorry, it took me so long. <laughs> it did, yeah. it did. You, you, you came here all the way just to see me? Yes, sir. Asking you shall receive. You know who said that? No. Jesus. Did Jesus tell you to come here? <laughs> Jesus asked me to come here. <laughs> oh, you oh, did. Good. Yeah. Uh... There are a lot of bad movies out there. Listen as we try to find the ones that are so bad, they're actually good. Is it just bad? Or is it exceptionally bad? Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Hi, welcome to another episode of Exceptionally Bad. I'm Ben. I'm Brant. I'm Bracken. I'm Nate. And we don't have Danny with us tonight, but he's here in spirit. Uh, this is our first episode of season four. And, uh, you know, last season we did the season of sequels. This season we have kind of a special uh, idea. This is season four, the season of four seasons. That's what I like to call it. Uh, basically what we're going to do is... Uh, we're going to pick a topic, and each of us will pick a movie that fits within that genre or that topic, and we'll present it to the group, and we're going to see whose is the most exceptionally bad. So for our first mini-season within the season, we've chosen romantic comedies. And so we watched... A, we definitely watched one today. <laughs> Did we? Did we, though? I would say we experienced it. Yeah. More like it happened to us. <laughs> um, we might have talked about this, but I don't remember. What do you all... How do you all feel about rom-coms in general? I think they can be fun. Okay. Some of them, right? If it's done right. I feel like far too often they just follow a standard pattern and i think that's why they're just they don't work for me it's all the same story like we joked about the hallmark christmas movies oh yeah and i think that romantic comedies follow a very similar kind of Mm -hmm. formula some of them are great like isn't it romantic is is a really fun film i mean it's it's kind of poking fun at romantic comedies while being a romantic comedy yeah that's a fun one that's that's an exception where it's kind of making fun of the, the genre but I'm I'm not a big fan of like lifetime movies uh, um, unless there's like a serial killer I guess. <laughs> no, you that's, said that's lifetime. Like, that's like that's like yeah. Uh, so I I guess rom coms like that are on cable networks uh, made for TV are not usually that great yeah. in my opinion. But uh, if it's got some A list names uh, and they're in a romantic comedy, I enjoy me a good You've Got Mail or okay. Sleepless in Seattle. Um, you know, if, if it's done well, sure. What are some, I mean, you just named a couple. What are some rom-coms that you do like? Others. I like Notting Hill. Julia Roberts. You don't like that one. I have strong feelings (laughs) against Notting Hill. Uh, I mean, we could talk about that. I just love the roommate. (laughs) And his confusion about the yogurt, and uh, it turns out he's eating mayonnaise, and he doesn't even care. Okay, let's just go on a tangent here, since, you know, what else are we going to talk about? I haven't seen that one. Notting Hill, oh, I love it. to me, is so bad, because uh, Julia Roberts' character is so mean. Yes. And takes him kind for granted. Him. Yeah. And uses him. And takes it's him just like... Hugh Grant. Yeah, to Hugh Grant, and it's like... Over and over again, she kind of, it's like, and she's not, other than her being a movie star, there's nothing really redeeming or likable about her, her character. And there's no reason why he should be in love with her because of how she treats him. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm always like... There's a lot of that in romantic comedies in general. It's kind of like, why why are these people together? That's why I don't like 10 Things I Hate About You. 
Oh. Oh, I like 10 Things I Hate About You. It's we just only watched two. that like yesterday. No, no, our, no, our no, no. sorry. I'm very sorry. I love 10 Things I Hate About oh, you. Oh, okay. Yeah. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh like, the, yeah got, completely I, different. I had, I had the yeah. 10 in there. But right. that was, <laughs> okay, yes. Uh, I, I didn't, yes. because she is doing her best to be as annoying as possible on purpose yeah and he's being his best to be as accommodating as possible it's like they're both just kind of manipulating each other i just and they're not, they're both being insincere of well they deserve how they would, each other yeah how they're <laughs> they're treating each other interesting hey, here's a question for you i i'm looking up a list of top rom-coms uh-huh. one on here that i actually really enjoy but i don't know if i would consider rom-com 40 year old virgin oh haven't seen it. I, haven't I just call that a straight up haven't seen comedy. It. Yeah, yeah, it's just comedy. Sorry. I hate all of you. I like Return to Me. <laughs> I like uh, I like Return to Me. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun one. And my best friend's wedding. So I don't that like my best fun. friend's wedding because I feel like that's another example that she's just a horrible person. She's trying to steal her best friend's. I, I do enjoy that movie, but you're right. <laughs> the it's, it's, it's just she's like, just so what a terrible friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> The the reason I love that movie begins and ends with the dinner scene where they all sing, uh, say a little prayer. For you. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, and there's the people that have like the big lobster hands that are dancing in the background. <laughs> and so I don't remember much else about that movie, but I love that scene. So okay, here's another one for you. What do you guys think about Groundhog Day? Would oh you, yeah, would I you like call Groundhog it rom-com? Day. Yeah, you know uh, I don't think of it as a rom com, no. but I mean there is a. I mean, I mean he does he does fall in love with her, and. It, yeah. Kind of does everything he can to try to woo her. That's such a broad movie yeah. because it's so many different genres, and yet it's, it's so original. And yeah. it's, its, it's definitely thing. a good movie. Yeah, but well, and he's yeah. got all the bad elements of the rom com, right? Like manipulative. True. Person. But then he also but he goes changes. through them all, right? It's a, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a and working it's them out. Kind also, of a, a thing. comedy about the five stages of grief, right? Yeah, like he goes through all. That's of them. right. Yeah, he does. That's a that's a good point. It really works in that movie. Yeah. I mean, his he's a flawed individual, and by the end, he's truly changed. Yeah. He's a different person. Oh, interesting. What other ones are on that? Is Predator on there? You know, <laughs> between Dylan and Roxanne is on here. Oh. I like Roxanne. Um, yeah. Let's see, Reality Bites. Oh. Mm. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That one was actually kind of funny. Yeah. Um, trying to think of the one see. with Hugh Jackman at, from the 90s. Wolverine. You know, French Kiss, Something Wild. Um, the Greatest no, Showman. With, with, uh, what's that? The Greatest Showman. It's X2. No. X2. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, X-Men Origins? It's, it's X-Men. Wasn't okay. it him and Rogue? <laughs> right. On this list, Wait. they listed Wally. <laughs> Would you consider oh, yeah. that a rom-com? I don't think it's a rom-com, but maybe it is. Let's see. My big fat Greek wedding. That, that's like on that one. That's the Princess Bride. Oh, well, I that's a rom-com. I would call that a rom-com. That's a great that movie, would, but yeah, I wouldn't call I it a rom-com. I... The Wedding Singer. I love that movie. Fifty First Dates. Haven't yes. seen that one. Love Do you know what's funny dates. is that Fifty First Dates is also on some worst rom-com lists that is I've it, seen. But I love yes. both of those. Is it because movies. it has Drew Barrymore in it? I think it's no. I think it's because they feel like he's manipulating somebody with a disability even though he's not because he really likes her we'll get to that (laughs) (laughs) uh let's see what else is on here uh there's a lot of ads on the site guys and dolls Hmm. that just seems like like a a romance i like the version of the guys and dolls on the simpsons I haven't seen that or they're just singing guys and dolls it's like they don't know the words just a bunch of guys and dolls (laughs) I think I was thinking of someone like you, uh, the one with um, Ashley Judd, but oh. it's kind of forgettable. Ashley Judd and Hugh Jackman. Yeah, how about I don't even remember that. Scott Pilgrim oh, versus one. the World. Uh, is that I like? Would you call that a rom com? I, I don't call know that a rom com either. That's uh, a comic that's book movie. I'm putting down this list. Yeah, Clearly, I don't know what they they're don't. talking about. What what website are you visiting? Uh, it's uh, applefacesrule.com. <laughs> Uh, Apple heads rule. I have that bookmarked. It must be like a new. <laughs> All right. Well, so the movie we watched today was uh, called All About Steve from 2009, featuring or starring Sandra Bullock and Bradley Cooper. They are, I think they're supposed to be the love interests. 
Um, they go on a blind date. At least, at least one of them. They is. go at least one of them. They is go on a blind date early on, on date. in the movie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. So, uh, this movie, the quick kind of synopsis of the movie is that Sandra Bullock is a very intelligent woman. She's a crossword puzzle uh, designer, and she's a little quirky. And she goes on a blind date with Bradley Cooper and, like, immediately falls in love with him. And he kind of, he gets kind of put off by how quirky she is. And he tries to very kindly kind of be like, oh, I have to leave. And I wish you could come with me. But, you know, I got work to do and you've got a job. So that's okay. Anyway. social graces kind of escapes. Yeah, he's just, he's trying to be a nice guy. Um but still get out of this because his alarm bells are going off. And um, she immediately gets obsessed with him, gets herself fired, and thinks that that's a sign that she needs to be with him because now she doesn't have a job. There's no reason why she can't be with him, just like he said he wishes she could be. He, Yeah, she could be. So she ends up going on a trip, following him all around uh colorado texas oklahoma tucson tucson right and uh because he's a news he's a cameraman for like a a fake cnn and i would watch that channel though (laughs) yeah with that anchor (laughs) i absolutely would watch that he's so fun and then uh man do i even go into the ending anyway there's like a tragedy at the end and then um you know, in, in romantic comedies, they usually get together, and in this one, uh, they don't get together, and you kind of don't want them to get together, and still, I think it's kind of a satisfying ending, but it's kind of a weird ending, and not... Well, anyway, we can talk about that in detail, but that's the movie. I mean, it, it's hard to sum it up at the end, because there isn't really an ending. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Well, so I think she kind of... Goes through some self self realization, yeah, self realization, yeah. and and she finally gets kind of clued in. I mean, you feel bad for her, basically. Yeah. I mean, you're annoyed by her on some yeah. level, but you also feel bad for her, like the whole film. Yeah, because one guy's manipulating her, and the other guy doesn't realize that how bad she's being manipulated. Basically, yeah, he's scared of her, <laughs> and he should be because of the way she's acting. But she's being told the whole time. Oh, he loves you. You need to follow us and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Almost, she's almost like a child, like innocence yep. towards this whole thing, which, right. you know, we I guess we can get into that. I don't know when we want to get into some of the criticisms, but let's, let's talk about that in a bit after we yeah. talk about how, I mean, I don't know. We can talk. Let, let's so, talk about her. Let's talk about yeah, her talk for about just her. a sec. So she's something super about Mary. Smart. Her she's name got is Mary. Right? Something and about there her. There's something about Mary in this one. <laughs> she's got a great vocabulary. She, you she's did like say an she, encyclopedia. She got fired, but she got fired because she made the crossword puzzle completely all about Steve. That's what the name of the puzzle was and, and every the, clue. Every, and yeah, every clue. What were some like of the clues? Steve's what, eyes are. What, yeah, what and, color are Steve's eyes? What does Steve smell like? Steve's what? lips taste like. Yeah. What does his Mint car explosion. smell like? <laughs> and she let down 7,002 subscribers. From so the, Sacramento the Sacramento yeah. Herald. I, I, yeah. So I feel like Really, the copy editor should have been the person who That's got fired. That's true. Like, yeah. There's really no no reason, no way that should have I mean, been published. She didn't even like sneak it in. She like put it put in the, the drop mail box. drop box, right, for them to get it and well, publish it. And the crossword puzzle looked so blatantly wrong. Like it weren't. It wasn't the typical, you know, white lines up and down and across. It was like row after row of five spaced answers that yes. were in like. I don't know, steps. And it was just completely <laughs> filled with, it just didn't look like a crossword puzzle, yeah. let alone all the clues were about Steve. So, Oh, oh, you know, actually, Bracken, you grew up in Sacramento. I am from Sacramento, yeah. Sacramento so. Herald, your favorite paper? Like, would you have been very disappointed? Uh, well, the, you know, it's a fictitious newspaper mm-hmm. for this movie because the Sacramento Bee is... Just like Sacramento in this movie. Is the main... Yeah, it was just not... Like, Sacramento doesn't this, exist. This just like Sacramento real. in real life. <laughs> yeah, this was really not filmed exist. in Sacramento. It was it was filmed in Santa Clarita, but... Uh, Which it's, is it's, Southern it's, California. There's a few outside shots where they supposedly are supposed to be in Sacramento, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Nada. So, um, what else about Mary? So, today, uh-huh. she would be labeled on the spectrum. Pro- yeah. I I bet you're right. Not an expert. I'm not a psychologist. I do have a child who's very much on the spectrum. Right. I notice things probably more than most other That's people. True. And she was very much playing into a... Somebody today would be like, clearly she's somewhere on the mm-hmm. spectrum. Yeah, she she has difficulty understanding social cues. She's very intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talks a lot. Yeah. Right? So much so that when she's trapped in an abandoned mineshaft with a little deaf girl, the first thing the little deaf girl signs to her is like, I don't know what you're saying, but you talk too much. <laughs> you know what I think is funny is our listeners are listening to this romantic comedy about a stalker girl and then we jump to she's in an abandoned mine with a deaf girl <laughs> and guess what that's how we felt too <laughs> i told you that they follow a formula <laughs> it, it, it does take some turns doesn't it <laughs> she so she's taking a bus to follow or catch up with her steve. love interest steve yep. and you know she's talking and talking and talking and <laughs> the, the bus driver <laughs> decides we're gonna take a we're gonna take a five minute break at this little town, and so she everybody you know, off that needs to use the bathroom, and of course, uh, Mary is the only one that steps off the bus, and the door immediately closes behind her, and they drive and they away. kind of peel off they drive away. Yep. immediately. So I mean, I got that she was talking a lot, and some people were annoyed, or at yeah. least the driver was annoyed, but. It didn't seem like anyone was really ever complaining or right. talking to her or saying, hey, I don't need to hear her anymore. It was just, I don't know. It seemed like there's a lot of stuff that's just off in this movie yeah. as far as it was like helping the, us. It was like the plot needed this to happen. Yes. So, uh, because yeah. she needed to meet someone else. She needed to meet the tr- truck driver. The truck driver. <laughs> who, the truck driver, he told her to be quiet. And stuff like that. But he was also kind of charmed by her. He was kind of... Yeah, they were like friends by the end of their time together. Well, because they started their relationship on, please don't rape me. That's right. And then followed up with like, gosh, Jim or whatever his name was. Thanks for not raping me. And they have a little, ha ha. Yeah, of course. Anytime. My pleasure. (laughs) Oh, yeah. My pleasure. When she first meets him, he's like, I could give you a ride to Tucson. And she's like, do you kill small animals or maybe people? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like... "Uh." What? It's it's weird. It it, weird is the word for this movie. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I know we're talking about her, but so we should talk about like the thing that sparks. So she's set up on this blind date, and she spends the whole however long from the beginning of the movie till meeting Steve, right? Telling everybody who listens, like he's. He's probably his parents probably think Terrible. he's gay, parents, and I'm gonna yeah. and I'm gonna be the person that tests that. And he's right. probably ugly. He's probably all these yeah. things. And then it turns out it's Bradley Cooper. And then she doesn't She's say a word to him. him. She turns around, <laughs> goes upstairs, and has a long Pretty conversation sure. with her hamster right. about <laughs> sexy underwear or something. <laughs> and she comes down, back down, and <laughs> she's dressed much more provocatively. Yes. And she basically attacks him in the car. They're the going, car. To, they're going out to eat. He's like, "Hey, you want to go to Ernesto's? They have great." And he's talking, and she, she just she hasn't even said a word him. to him yet. Yeah, yeah. Just jumps on him and starts kissing him, and he's into it at first, and then he just he's like, "Wow, this girl's kind of crazy." She never stops talking, and yeah, uh, and telling him all of these facts about everything in his car, <laughs> and uh, and so he gets out of it, and. I think they're trying to set it up like he was really a bad person for trying to get out of this date. I felt like and, he was a good guy. Because like, I he mean, was trying to let her down. Trying to be nice to her. her. So, do we know for sure if he got a call or if he just, like, seriously I think he faked, faked it. it? Oh, no. Yeah. 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 He, he totally faked it, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just making sure. So, he, he, you know, he's trying to be let her down gently. Yeah. By saying, oh, I wish you could come with me on this road trip for work. But, you know, I got to work. And... And you've got to work. And you got to work. Yeah. And so I, he's kind of set up to be like this bad guy, but I don't think he is. He's, I don't think he's, so either. He's all. He's kind it's of. It's not like he was leading her on. He right. was very clear every step right. of the way after yeah. that first interaction. Yeah. Like, okay, this is a little much. Like, sure, he could have been a little more direct in that first 
right scene right where they're in his car but like every other step after he's, he's like, like i don't want you mary here. no like yes, it's, he was it's not gonna happen clear. it's not gonna work he wasn't leading her on which i appreciate yeah he was he was being a good guy there but then his like partner the news anchor guy yeah uh, what's his name thomas hayden church yes thomas hayden church he was he liked mary being around because she was so smart she would tell him random facts about the situation that they were in and he would sound smarter on tv well, and mostly just made Steve crazy. Right. I think that's really he was, was yeah, the end he was, game. He was, was kind like, of punking Steve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he he was telling her, "Oh, Steve's so much in love with you, and I want you to have babies together. He wants to have babies with well, you." And, that's just, and if he says tells you to go away, it's because he's afraid of his feelings. That's right, and yeah. he just needs you to keep following him. Yeah. So. He's the real creep in the whole thing. He is. Even though he does he's redeem hilarious. himself at the end, which yeah. I love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the movie is such a wreck all the way. Uh, anyway. So I, I, it was hard for me to stay in the movie because yeah. I kept thinking, how did this get made? Why would Sandra Bullock do this? So maybe we should do a little Let's background around that. the year that this movie came out. 2009 was when it was released. So, you know, Sandra Bullock hadn't done anything big by then, right? What? Speed 2. Oh, Cruise Control. Oh, that's right. She had already done Speed 2. She's been around for... Colon. When did control. the first Speed come out? I mean, it's been... I don't know. It's, you know, well into her creds. So, this this movie was well, filmed... They, they shot this movie in 2007, yeah. and it sat on the shelf, and it wasn't released until 2009. But she had three movies come out in 2009. Yes. And this was a huge year for her. Yeah, she. Uh, the proposal came out, and what's the significance? The, the proposal of that? was the biggest. I mean, she's been in blockbusters, but uh-huh. the proposal became her biggest budgeted, a uh, uh, biggest, biggest box, box office success right. uh, to the to date yes. and to, to, to that point. Is that the one with Ryan Reynolds? With the one yes. with Ryan Reynolds, and it was a huge hit, yeah. uh, huge romantic comedy that um, was well received. Yeah. And then there was another movie that came out. Blind Side, the Blind Side. Correct. Yeah, that's the football movie. Oh, you know what I was thinking? Like maybe they were like, "Oh, we should release this movie because this is the time of a big financial crisis, right?" When the stock market had crashed was it? with the oh, with man. those mortgage-backed securities oh, and stuff. Yes. They're like, "Man, mm-hmm. we're already in enough pain." Like, people will go and watch anything to be yeah, distracted. That's true. It's I like, don't know when this came out. In, in, in the year. In like the when. year, but I know that Bradley Cooper had a really big movie also in 2009. Right. The Hangover. Yep. So, so she we was should, also we in the proposal out. in 2009. That's what we were that's just what we were talking Oh, about. sorry. I'm like, I'm like reading through the stuff right now. It's so like saying 10 things out. I hate about you and you meant something so, else. The Blind Side, she won... The Academy Award for Best Actress for that movie in 2009. Yeah. I mean, that's a significant award. Guess what? She won an award for this movie, too. Guess what movie? Was, what it, award? was it like a VMA Award or a BMA <laughs> People, Award? People's or... Choice Award? <laughs> <laughs> she won the Razzie for Worst Actress in a Film. For what? Worst Actress. And guess what? The award shows were one night apart from each other so she went to the razzie and accepted she she went and actually accepted the award as worst actress she told everyone okay i'm gonna take this but i want you guys all to watch that movie again and if you change your mind i'm happy to bring it back (laughs) and then the next day she went to the academy awards and won best Best actress Actress. yeah so (laughs) the bell curve on that is right just a vertical line (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like uh, the the Jaws sequel effect yeah. in reverse. So, I mean, she's not the only one. This has happened to people. Uh, the one I always think about as far as somebody winning an Oscar and then doing a terrible movie is Halle Berry winning an Oscar. And then the same year Catwoman comes out. And it's like, wait a second, what? <laughs> she went in for Monster's Ball? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I just looked it up. Um the Hangover came out in June of 2009, okay. and this movie, All About Steve, was released in September oh, wow. of 2009. Okay. So, 
do you think that might have been a catalyst? They're like, because it has so. a lot yeah, of the, it like, does. That's it's right. Because Ken Jeong's in both movies. I, exactly. I, yeah. I think that the success of the hangover and they realized okay maybe we could it's because this now movie's, is the best time to release this, the wave we know yeah. this movie's not good if we release it now maybe we'll make a little bit more money than than otherwise otherwise yeah, yeah. you know that's that's really it was like back to the future in teen wolf yeah yeah <laughs> um i'm looking up the the stats while, while you're looking yeah <laughs> Did the oh, plot make any sense? Like, at all? <laughs> no. At all? No. Right? I, f- I felt like the plot was written by Mary's character. Right? Because it was just all over the place. It didn't make any sense. It was jumping from one thing to the next. Like, I get that they're a little bit on a road trip, and they try and have this thing where, you know, they're they're chasing the news. So yeah. they're always on different locations. But th- they brought characters, like, so, fairly significant characters just randomly got glommed on. Yeah. So there is this kind of, she has an arc where she suddenly starts to meet other people and finds out that other people like her, you know, like there are other kind of weirdos, Quirky folks, yeah, right? And they all like each other and they're great. And none of them judged her, you know, and they loved her red boots. Yeah. Everybody loved red boots. Yeah, that's true. Everyone did. That's right. Oh, so they do poke a lot of fun at the media. Yes, and the news, and yeah. the news anchors, and how fake they are, and, and that was <laughs> like when Thomas Hayden Church's character goes down into the abandoned yeah. shaft, and the other anch- the other newscaster guy's like, "Why didn't, why didn't I, I think, think of that?" that? <laughs> yeah. So and, this movie, by the way, had a fifteen million dollar budget and made forty million. Oh, it did! Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So I I wonder if it would have only made. Eight million if those other movies hadn't come out yeah. first. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so if a movie like this makes, you know, uh-huh. almost three times, it's almost triple its right. budget. Um, is it victim blaming to say it's the audience's fault if more of this gets made? Uh. <laughs> so what happened is everybody that went in was told, "You love this movie. Yes, it loves you." If you hate this movie, it's not you. It's just your emotions getting in the way. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how they mark. I don't know how they marketed this movie. I yeah. have not seen a trailer for this movie. Did they market this as a romantic comedy? Because I feel like, hey, I want to ask all of you, was this movie romantic? And was this movie a comedy? Mm-hmm. Were you laughing during this movie? So I laughed several times I during did this too. movie. And sometimes okay. with it, most yeah. most of the time at mostly it. at the anchor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. There were I laughed at some parts that were meant to be funny, and I felt like they were funny. Um, but romantic, man. I mean, I was even saying I was like, I don't know who she's supposed to. Who are we supposed to want her it's to be? It's not in love a typical with? romantic. Like, yeah, it's I more was like these a, other like, friends that she found. Is it's she more of an adventure. Is it? She's gonna be in love because I thought I'm like, oh no, the Applehead guy. Yeah, yeah. Because it seems like he was gonna be end Except, up with the American housewife. Lady. That's right, Katie Mixon. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I think that in the end, she learned to love herself. Though I don't think she ever had a problem with that. No, <laughs> I, I mean, mean she she kind of that's what happens is she meets other people who are quirky. She has friends, and then she kind of has a conversation with herself be- when she's with the she's deaf girl because a little bit, yeah, yeah she's monologuing because the deaf girl who even says i don't know what you're saying but you talk a lot and she's like i know i know and she but she kind of works out all of her issues and then comes out and is more confident so i but i didn't really feel like confidence was her issue <laughs> co- i don't think confidence was an issue i think it was I think she became a little more self-aware. That's probably a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, remember when the the whatever the editor at uh-huh. the newspaper was like, "Be more normal," and That's she right. takes a single note that says, "Be more normal." Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, it kind of comes back around to that where she's saying like, "Find people who are normal, just like you," yeah, or something. Right. And then yeah. it's her standing in her crowd of weirdos right. who are like, "Oh, I found my people." Yeah. Yeah. It was it was, it was more about being herself and being okay with that. And, right. and like right. connecting with people because you got the impression she didn't have friends. That's true. Right. Because like yep. the editor, when he's like, "Be more he normal," saying, he's like, "Go out and do." He's stuff. like, "Work less. Yes. Yeah. Everything else more." Yes. Yeah. And I thought, 
especially at the beginning, it set itself up because she goes to remember she goes to the career day at the school. Yes, <laughs> right. And the little oh, and the and the and the kids are like, "You don't have a husband. You don't have a boyfriend. You live at home." Yeah. And <laughs> and so I'm like, "Great, it's gonna be just like all those other ones because oh, she can't she can't exist without being like married to somebody. Right. Like, yeah. You have no no worth, and it's such a big deal. But it didn't go that way. Right. And so I was. I was happy for that. I mean, I do feel like the writers were just making it up as they went along, like yes. as they were filming, like, and then they're like, "Oh crap!" Like, how do we yeah. get? Like, and then where they're we, like, "I don't know what we want to do." They're like, "What are we going to do here? How are we going to get? <laughs> we've written ourselves into a corner." But, but so I'm glad that it didn't take that route. Yeah. And then like the her parents when the media comes and the one reporter's like living at home at her age that's weird right and yeah so the parents cry they're like we love having her here yeah. like why why is that a bad thing and. So maybe I'm just dense, but she kept using that my house is getting fumigated. Do you think that was just her excuse? Yeah, it was. Like, that's just what what she told people? Because even the parents parents were like, fumigation takes a long time. I'm sure that her parents, (laughs) listen, yeah, I'm sure that her parents were like, we would rather have her close to us to make sure she's okay. Yeah. You know, Um, and we will all agree that fumigation like it's, it's the, the unspoken yeah. rule that we're all going to agree that fumigation takes time. That way she can keep staying here and not feel like she's a failure. Yeah. Right. Instead, yeah. there's a reason that she's here. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the other people in this. So let's talk about, um, oh, uh, well, we kind of talked about Bradley Cooper. Did anyone want to say anything else about him? He's young in this. Yeah. I mean, he's very young. Yeah. And Ken Jeong also looks very yes. young. Yeah. I, I mean, but getting to Bradley Cooper, I I, th- <laughs> I think he was charming yeah. for what it was. Like, you know, he, he, he just seemed like... I feel like he was genuine weirded through the out. whole thing. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was as much a victim as she was. Right, absolutely. Of the other, of Thomas A. Church's yeah. antics. Well, so <laughs> an interesting thing is like flip this story on its head where she's the news anchor right and he's the crazy dude who is just constantly chasing him and it takes on a totally different oh, yeah. tone totally right different tone that's right <laughs> then it's scary yeah yeah but it's funny when she doesn't well, well I mean, and there were times when she was kind of scary too. totally totally yeah and running towards him and like uh and he's like and he was just kind of keeping it not knowing what to do not yeah. knowing what to do but he was being super nice about the situation you know <laughs> I like when he. Well, so the news things were also ridiculous. Yeah, so when they're at right. the three-legged baby thing, <laughs> yeah. and he's so to explain the three-legged baby to our <laughs> listeners. So we met Peggy, right? Was the uh, child's yeah, yeah. name or Betsy? It's one of those two. I, I think that Peggy. Peggy was the name that one of somebody called. <laughs> Peggy, get it right, Peg leg. <laughs> so, I'll be honest, I didn't until just now. <laughs> so. So we already mentioned that they they were chasing the news. Yeah. So they there was a um, the first instance they go to the reason she gets stranded in Arizona is because they're sent to this on location where it's. Have you ever been to one of those pioneer or, or frontier things where they have a like, show and there'll be the guy up fake in shootout. the fake shootout, fake yeah, shootout right, out on the street. But yeah. the wild bill guy or whatever his name was he. He, took everyone he flipped his lid and he took everyone hostage yeah. for real. And so they're covering that. And they go from that to covering a, a baby that's born with three legs. And the mom wanted the leg amputated and the dad wanted the leg to stay. And so there was a whole big yeah. <laughs> news Legal thing. battle of what they're going to do. <laughs> well, and her best friends becomes the traveling peggers. The, the, right. the, the, yeah. the leggers. The three the, leggers. I think right. they call them. Yeah. All the supporters that want the baby to keep the leg. Yeah. That's and right. So... So anyway, I, what I liked is that, so that's when she catches up because she misses him in Arizona, right? And she catches up to there, and he's between sh- shoots, and he's up on a walkway, and he's just taking still pictures for part of his job. And she sees him, and she starts jumping up and down and waving, and you know, it's like the camera is following him through the camera lens, yeah. and he sees her, and then he moves forward, and then it goes back, and she's missing, <laughs> and then she's up on the walkway. <laughs> so I did enjoy like some of that cinematography, some of that, yeah, those those shots, that was clever, and. uh <laughs> the three-legged baby i think that was an excuse to just do a lot of crass jokes yeah and then there was and then what what came next the hurricane 
The, yes. hur- the hurricane in Galveston. That, well, the, hur- the the hurricane and there was the, a tornado on the way. And well, but there was also it was the hurricane, and then they kept saying there was threat of like locust invasion oh, or that's something. Right? right? Oh, no, it was cicadas. Or cicadas. cicadas. Thank you. Yeah, it was the seventeen-year cicadas or whatever in the middle of a hurricane. Yeah, <laughs> and the tornado comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and that's where we see the cicadas. Yeah. Yes, doesn't make any sense. No, and then they get yelled at. So. Thomas Hayden Church and uh, those three guys, they are traveling around, and he really wants to be uh, the anchor. The, the anchor, anchor. Yeah. and so he feels like he needs to prove himself. But their boss hates them, and just wants them to just get out of here. And so he's just constantly sending them on garbage. They're filming in the hurricane. A tornado happens somewhere else, and they get yelled at for missing the tornado. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like. People don't know when tornadoes are going to show up. That was just. Well, and then the then the sto- the the hurricane just passes. Yeah, and you know, if anyone who's lived in like hurricane country is, they don't. It's just, gone, right? It, yeah, it's it? just dry desert again. Yeah, and <laughs> is that when the deaf children come in? Not, I can't no, remember. That's nope. next. That's, that's, that's after. That's oh, the last. Sorry, one. sorry. So let's talk about that deaf children, okay? Because <laughs> all of this stuff has happened. Um, and we kind of get, okay, here's the story. Mary's just going to keep following. (laughs) Mary's going to keep following Steve. Um, Thomas Hayden Church is going to keep egging her on, encouraging her to show up. Okay, so after the tornado and the apple head guy. Yeah. uh, So quickly. (laughs) Yeah, he's one of the the three, he's one of the pro three-leggers that she meets. And he... Has a degree in physics, but he got bored doing physics, so he just does apple head carvings art. Yeah. So if <laughs> anyone who's not familiar with that, like I remember doing this when I was a little kid in like elementary school, is you would, Ben, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you kind of carve what you want it to look like into the apple, and then you let the apple dry, and it gets all wrinkly and, gets and all looks wrinkly. like a witch. Yeah. So we would do witches at Halloween yeah. time, and so he that that's what he does is, <laughs> and so he. He sells everything. She's like, oh, where's where do you sell that kind of thing? At appleheadsrule.com. I checked. It's, it doesn't it exist. It doesn't exist. But he had no. a bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I think is funny is that wasn't his, it didn't seem like it was his website. It's just like the website where people sell it's, those yeah, things. It's, it's, it's like it's, eBay for, it's I think like eBay Apple for Apple I think they turned, I think they just transitioned that site into Etsy. I see. <laughs> well, then, well, so... They get caught in the in the tornado. Yeah, uh, Mary <laughs> doesn't Apple, Apple, Applehead and yeah, the and American Housewife. They yeah. they get caught and his gremlin or whatever car just gets destroyed. And so on their way to on the way to the deaf children thing, uh, the news guys they see them stranded there, yes. and instead of helping them, like <laughs> one guy writes it on the bottom of a popcorn. This is where we're going. This is where we're going. Meet us there, and he misspells meet. Yeah, and And they're so disappointed. They're like, (laughs) "Well, that's that's when, like, her two friends see through the ruse, but she still doesn't." Yeah, yeah. And so they don't help. They just drive past. Like, (laughs) so can we talk about the the children scene? Yeah. So, her, her, I say horrible (laughs) things. Horrible things haven't been happening. Just pretty fairly mundane things have been happening. But I think we all just kind of like laughed when we see a bunch of kids running out, out in a the field. They're running to the carnival. They're running over to right, the carnival. But you don't know that oh, yet. Yeah, you just see right. a bunch of kids. And I was like, oh, something horrible is going to happen to these kids. And then all the teachers start signing to them. And I was like, oh, no. They're, they're deaf, deaf children. Kids. I was like, it's they're like going to get stuck kids. on like on a, the Ferris, a, a Ferris wheel, wheel or yeah. something. And no, they're running through the field, and all of a sudden, there's just a puff of smoke. A hole opens up in the ground, and all, all of the kids fall. fall the, the bottom of this like hundred foot <laughs> deep they shaft. Run, they all run into it like they're lemmings. Yeah, yeah. They all just <laughs> fall into it. Yeah, just like that. In a, in like so two random. Seconds. Yeah. So random. I mean, you cannot overstate this. It's just like it what? was. It was quite shocking. Yeah, because you think, oh no, there's gonna be a crazy clown, right? Like, uh... abrupt is the word. Yes. Man. Do you? So, do, do you think? 
a lot of this feels like there wasn't a whole lot of thought put into it. They were just kind of like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if a bunch of deaf kids fell into a mine? And and then they're like, then they say, you know, it's kind of like that improv thing. Right. It's just like, okay, well, and now take it, right? Or do you think it, there was some thought into we have a joke that we want even a deaf kid to say you talk too much oh, and then work their way gosh. backwards and you know, dumping them all I, into a mine. I don't feel like they thought it through that deeply. No, I think... I think that this is a typical thing that news anchors cover, a yep. kid falling into a mine. Right. And they're like, I know, we'll one-up this. It'll be a whole – Class full a, of deaf kids. A class. And they're going to – let's make them deaf too. Yeah. And that'll make it really funny. Yeah. We'll do that. Just completely play it up. And yet oh, it's just so over the top. So they – doesn't yeah. fit the rest of the movie. I mean – you know, it gives a reason for all the news people to show up. So all the news people show up, but they really quickly, they get a crane in there. They drop the crane down and one at a time, like there's a fireman on the end of the cable. He goes down and he brings them up one at a time and they rescue them all. And he says, that's the last one. And they get them and everybody's cheering and stuff. And then Mary shows up. But, okay, well, real, well, quick the, though, the, real quick though. How bad are these people at their jobs? The girl was literally like four feet away from the main shaft. Well, I mean, maybe she went somewhere to use the bathroom and then showed up again and realized well, that she was left there alone. I don't know. Didn't well, they get, well, I actually, I think one of the kids signed it to his dad. Yeah. Like, I thought he was saying that there, there was one more and they didn't bother. And then nobody told him. Oh, but then, but then the crane, but then the crane starts so. to sink. Yes. They, they didn't hear him. Or so something? they just gave up. So, so I don't know if the dad re- was able, maybe the dad couldn't because of all that hubbub, yeah, but, but you, the camera did zoom in on one kid on signing the kid to saying his... yeah. something. Well, and I'm sure I could tell by his accent that he was saying, there's one more kid. Was it an Italian accent? <laughs> he was, because he was, had his, head, his fingers together. Nice. Nice. He's like, there's one it... more. And... But they wouldn't listen. So, uh, they think they've got all the kids. They wouldn't listen to his it sign language. It seems like they've got all the kids. Right? Yeah. Everybody, now the news people are kind of winding down their coverage. And Thomas Hayden Church is standing there doing a fake, like he's crying and, you know, touched by what's happening. And here comes Mary. And Mary is over his shoulder. And Bradley Cooper can see her because he's looking at him through the camera. Yeah. And she's waving at Bradley Cooper. Hey, Steve. Hey. And she just runs straight towards him. (laughs) And just drops right in the hole. He captures it on camera. Uh, to be clear, I mean, this hole is like 10 feet across. Yeah. Like, you don't overlook this hole. That's right. She just runs and then drops in. And everyone was like... What is happened? Well, actually, he is like, uh, Mary just fell in the hole. And he... And Tom well, he's like, it would be hilarious like, oh, if He's like, fell. oh, that's a good job. Or, you know, yeah. good try. Nice try. And he's like, no, she really did. And so then the story all starts to revolve about why is Mary in the hole? Did she jump in on purpose? And, you know, they're doing reenactments with little graphics and Which stuff. Which were and some it's... of my favorite parts. So, like, the first one, they, they show the shaft and they show her bouncing off of every possible wall. They're, you know, they have an expert and they're like, is she mangled and maimed for life? I mean, is she scarred all over the place? And he's like, there's a high probability, well, yes. And I then don't, I don't he's wanna... like, I, I don't want to... I don't want to speculate, but yeah. couldn't like couldn't that fall kill him? And the guy's like, I don't want to speculate either, but absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then as time goes on, you know, the, the, it's that they show up, they find a picture of her that looks not much like right. her at all. It's and horrible, then, weird and picture. Then, and then they're like, oh, I, I think at this point they they find out that there was the deaf girl down, and they're like, oh, oh maybe she went in no, to save so the girl. This is, yeah, this is what happened. Is they're like, we need to find out if she's conscious or not. So they take a fishing pole. Oh, right. And they send a note down. Send a paper and a pencil down to the bottom. And she reads. <laughs> this is, this I thought was funny because it was just it classic was... Mary. They send her the note and she unfolds it and it says, hello, Mary, are you? And she rolls her eyes and then she grabs the pencil and you can tell she's writing a thing. So then they roll it back up. And they're like, oh, this is a great sign. There's a response. And everyone's cheering. And the guy is reading it live on TV. I think you mean, <laughs> I think you mean conscious. <laughs> 
con- and then she you know defines conscious and, and con- conscience is the thing that helps you know right from wrong <laughs> yeah. and, think- and then one of the firemen's like can we leave her down there <laughs> <laughs> but then she says also is somebody missing a little deaf girl <laughs> She, and like, everyone's like, what? She's like, she's perfectly fine, except for not being able to hear. <laughs> oh, man. What a it's, weird It was movie. so random. Now, however, my favorite part of the whole movie is when, <laughs> you know, the, the friends, the quirky Thomas, friends. Thomas yeah. Hayden Church. Yeah, yeah, I guess okay. get to Thomas Hayden Church. And um, basically fill him in on Mary's story. Cause right. people are starting to kind of talk bad about Mary yeah. at this point. Like what kind of a crazy person falls down a well and all this, it, you know, the, the winds are shifting. He's starting to feel bad. Like I probably shouldn't have done all that. She seems yeah, like a nice person. Actually, sh- She was only there because he was leading right. her on the whole yeah. time. Yeah. And so he, he, he opts to make it better. He what's the quote that he uses from Patton? Like like a bad a, a, a bad a violently executed plan, plan is better than a great plan or something like that. You know, he so, says a, like a violently executed plan now is better than a well planned plan tomorrow or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he bolts towards the fire truck, grabs a fire hose, and then just leaps into the hole. But the hose wasn't connected it's to anything, not connected. so he just falls straight down to the the bottom of the shaft. I don't know. I just thought it was funny to see him just like, you know, leaping into yes. the center of this thing. Well, that, that was the best because the other anchor is like, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Oh, man. That's right. He, he literally says that. Because well, so it's, it's like their rival guy because like yeah. at, back at the three-legged yeah. baby, he had a three-legged doll. Yeah. <laughs> as a prop for his coverage. and Trying to one up the other anchor every time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, the kind of the funny thing that happens is Thomas Hayden Church jumps in like that just right at the same moment that they figured out how to get Mary out. has figured out how to get out and she's calculated the weight of her and the little girl and she's going to push a minecart filled with rocks down the thing and use get it like leverage. a lever to pull them up. Yeah. But now he's down there and she's like, uh, we were just about to come up, but <laughs> I guess oh, we can man. take you too. Yeah. So then, and then he's adjust. like, and she's like, he's like, I'm not out for the credit. He's like, I want the credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, is there anything redeeming about this show? Yeah. I mean, listen. Yeah, I'll save my conclusion. You know, I'll talk about it in my conclusion. Okay. But I think, as a romantic comedy, this is not a romantic comedy. I don't think it's fair to call it that, and I don't think it's a good movie. I think it is a bad movie. But uh, it criminally underuses Keith David. Oh, he's yes, the, he's the boss. he's the the head of the CN CCN. Yeah, yeah, the fake thing. Corporate cable news. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my favorite things with him is when he. Uh, do you guys ever watch Community? Yeah. When he narr- narrates the the pillow and blanket war. Oh yeah, and it's like the civil, two big it's episodes. Like the, it's yeah. like the Ken Burns Civil War, but it's oh, him. It's him narrating it. Nice. That's nice. awesome. Um, is there anything else you guys want to say before we throw down our judgment? I was just gonna say this is an unusual movie because it just really wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> I I don't know what I was gonna expect, but it was. But it wasn't that. It wasn't like you said. It was not a romantic comedy. It was, um, and yet the performances, uh, on the whole, I mean, I enjoyed watching Sandra Bullock. Yeah. I enjoyed watching uh, Bradley Cooper and and Thomas Hayden Church. They were, it's a fun cast as a whole, but um, it does get a little slow towards the end. But uh, yet it was, I felt like it was not uh, agonizing mm-hmm. for the most the majority of the movie like it was pretty entertaining for what it was even though i didn't i wasn't quite sure what i was watching if that right. makes sense yeah i i struggled with her character yeah. because <laughs> right it felt it felt <laughs> so i kept saying i got a little ptsd so i have a child who's on the spectrum and um, also, 
I had somebody report to me that was very similar to her and just uh, very talkative, very intelligent. Right. And if you could get them to focus, did excellent work. But it was just constantly a struggle to to have that happen. So I just kept having flashbacks and just like, I'm getting anxious right now. Right. Just watching this movie and I shouldn't be. Like I'm yes. completely disconnected from it. But I, I think the issue that I had with her, she felt a little exploitative. Oh, yeah. Of So more of a parody. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I can see that. And that's been a com- uh, complaint about this film. At least, I don't know if it was a complaint back then, but it's it probably a complaint wasn't. nowadays. It probably nowadays wasn't. Nowadays I mean, because what? It's 17 years old yeah. now. So, yeah, different time. Right. But, you know, watching. Oh, sorry. I was thinking 2005. Um, but, yeah. So, I don't know. I think that rubbed me a little bit the wrong way. I'm a little bit closer to it. So, maybe, yeah, right. you know. That's true. But I, I think even still, we, we all kind of commented that, like, she feels like she's playing a bit more than yeah. just being a character, right? It didn't age well. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I, I mean, I'll use the example, like, Forrest Gump still holds up. Yeah. Like, he played a character, honestly. and I, But I think this character and this type of character was played up a for a bit, gag. Uh, parod- or what is it? Uh, caricatured. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So... Is this the first movie of season four, season of four seasons? <laughs> is it uh, bad or exceptionally bad? What do you guys think? Nate, you want to go first? Okay. Uh, so I got to say one thing we didn't mention that I just feel like I got to mention real quick okay. is that I hated her hair. Oh, yeah. Her hair <sighs> was bad. It, I, don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It was. It felt like it a bad like wig a blonde, sitting on top yeah, of another yeah. wig. On top of another bad wig. <laughs> it looked like hair that like a child would have cut their own hair. I mean, that's kind of what it looked like. So I know a little bit of about hair, and I was looking at it, and it was layered, but it was not layered well. I mean, she had really, really short layers all across the top. I mean, little tiny, tiny locks here and there. It was like a little kid with craft scissors kind of went through and just grabbed chunks of hair and cut it at different lengths. That's what her hair looked like, and it wore like a mullet. It also, to me, it felt a lot like a big hair band got caught yes. in a rainstorm. Yeah, true. Right? Yeah. So it was like, it's like no the, longer standing up, it fell it down. It all fell down. Yeah. Yes, that's that's a good Which description I as well. think lends to the caricature aspect right. of right. her as a, as a yeah. character. Yeah. That it's not only, I mean, it's like the, because you know, normally... Uh, like we learned in Alone in the Dark, like if you're nerdy and smart, you have glasses and your that's hair is up. Right. So they they broke. Oh, that's why I had a hard time believing that she was smart. Right. And oh, she didn't okay. have glasses, and so <laughs> so they broke the mold on that. But I, I think it lent to the air of like this is not her playing someone. Right. Like this is this is kind of making fun of these people. Right. Yeah. Um. But would I say this this movie is bad or exceptionally bad? Like I laughed a lot. And a number of the times I laughed when I was supposed to laugh. Right. Mm-hmm. And so would I watch this against people? I would. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's a very now that I kind of know what it is, I think it's very watchable. Right. It's, it's painful in some points. So I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it was exceptionally bad. Okay. Bracken? This movie is watchable for sure. I, I agree with you, Nate. I I uh, think it was fun in a lot of ways. It does drag a little bit. Um once she lands in the the mine, mm-hmm. they could have cut a maybe ten minutes out of that. And miss all those graphics. <laughs> well, they could have they could have done it a little bit faster, maybe maybe five minutes. But it was starting to get feel like okay, when is this going to be over? Um, with that said, I, the, there's something about this movie's tone. It's just so I don't know. It it's. Um, I guess there's lots of jokes there, but I'm not. Some of them landed for me, some of them didn't, and I, I, I don't know. It's it's a it's this movie is a head scratcher. Mm-hmm. I really, I could probably talk about this a little bit more, but I don't think I want to drag it out. So, um, I'll probably want to come back and revisit this or something, <laughs> and and no one wants to hear that, but I'll just talk about it to myself. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's kind of how I feel. I'm still kind of dumbfounded. Just talk to himself in the mirror when he gets home. You can I, talk to your hamster. Is this an exceptionally bad movie? I agree with Nate. I think it is. I think it's 
it's so bizarre, um, and yet it's watchable. It's uh, not painful like some of the other movies we've mm-hmm. seen. It does, like I said, get a little long, but um, without repeating myself, I'm going to just say it's exceptionally bad. I, I think Sandra Bullock, I just want to address this because we talked about her getting a Razzie. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like she did a bad performance at all. Like I thought she was great. I, I don't know if the direction or maybe the writing, obviously the writing, but are at fault, but I don't feel like she did a, she, she was never like, Oh, she delivered that line really bad. Or she was never the, you know, they were, she got the award for being in a bad movie, right? Not for being a bad actress. It was kind of an annoying character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Slightly annoying. And just, and then sometimes I felt like she wasn't annoying enough. Mm -hmm. Like she was so, I mean, it's Sandra Bullock. So how do you make Mm -hmm. Sandra Bullock annoying? It's hard to do. Maybe she got maybe she got it because she wasn't annoying enough. Yeah. In the part, but I mean, everyone loves Sandra Bullock, uh, and she's lovable in this movie, even though she's trying to be annoying. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some things just don't work very well. But it's a fun cast, and uh, it's over the top ridiculousness in some parts of this movie that you just you're like you'll have fun watching with a group of friends. So, I'll just leave it at that and turn it to you, Brent. Um, yeah, so I, I already said, I, I think I'm a little close to some of the, the things in this. And so I think it was maybe a little bit harder, but I absolutely agree with you guys that it it's not a great movie. It feels like a good song that's just in the wrong note, in the yeah, wrong key. Right. It's just like yeah. everything's there. It should be good, but mm. it's just off a little right. bit, right? Um I had a lot of fun laughing at some of the points where we were supposed to laugh. Like right. when he gets yanked off of that, you know, when he's uh, Bradley Cooper's character gets yanked off of the, the thing while he's filming and just flies off backwards. I was like, Holy crap. That's hilarious. I don't know. I'm a glutton for punishment kind of stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I, the script is a mess. The plot is a mess, but yeah, I, I would agree. It's exceptionally bad. I, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch this, but if it's on, it's, it's, I'm not going to like throw a fit and run out right. of the room. It's not right? a strong exceptionally bad, but it's there. It's, it's enough. It's in right? yeah, yeah. It's in the zone. I, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. So I um. So I really liked Sandra Bullock in this. The I saw this movie in 2009, but I didn't remember anything about it other than. Oh, yeah, I remember I kind of liked her character in that. And I did. I liked her in this, too. I think that it was, um, I don't know, kind of charming. I just really liked her. I'm it. smiling because Nate asked that question earlier about yeah. who's at fault for, you know, movies mm-hmm. like this making a profit. And you were one of those people I'm that, one of those people for that sure. helped that long. <laughs> That's <but>. true. <laughs> I probably saw it on, on video. Okay, but, there you go. Um, because I'm sure I didn't go to the movie theater to watch. I don't go to movie theaters to watch rom-coms. <laughs> it's sounding like she might be in your wallet. No, she's never has been. Look, I, I just appreciate her, wigs. her, but yeah. <laughs> um, the, yeah. Listen, Sandra Bullock came up along after m- my wallet time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just carry a billfold. <laughs> no. So, um... I liked her character. I mean, I liked her character. There's, uh, you know, complaints about it and stuff, but I, th- I thought she was cool. Um, and I liked the fact that she kind of didn't care what other people thought about her. I just uh, have always liked that kind of thing. Um, there is a thing that I, I thought about, like from the moment the deaf kids fall in the hole, it's like, it's a whole new movie, right? <laughs> yeah. And it yeah. reminded me of, um, from dusk till dawn. Uh huh. Um, if you haven't seen that, it's that sharp left at the end. Yeah, well, it's like it's a movie about these bad guys kidnapping a family, and then they go into a bar, and the movie changes completely because the bar is run by vampires, and now the vampires are trying to kill everyone, right? And it's like two different movies stuck together. And yeah. this is kind of what I felt like here is it's like here's Mary the Stalker, and then here's this just ridiculous news thing that's happening for the. It's not really the second half, but that's what it feels like. So they they could have cut out the hurricane and the tornado, oh, yeah. and it would easily. Have, that's right. And that it would have felt less like two different movies. Right? Yeah, that's true. Um, I I did appreciate at the end that 
they don't get together and they're both yes. totally okay with that. Like, I appreciate that they didn't. Yeah. Cause I think we were all feeling anxious. We like, were how are they going to get them together? Supposed to get together? How are yeah. they going to get together? It's going to be really weird if they get together. Instead, he was just honest with her and he apologized for, you know, accidentally not being clear, you know, trying to be nice. Basically he was very clear to her that I'm sorry that I made you feel this way. Yeah. He's right. Like, I, I should have been And he more was sincere clear. and mm-hmm. she was, she already had figured it out, basically, mm-hmm. you know? They're almost like friends, you know? Yeah. He's like, and, hey, don't, don't ever change. And I hope that they'll be friends, yeah. right? That's kind of the way I feel, felt about this. So I I had a great time laughing at it. I am with everybody else. I consider it exceptionally bad because it is a bad movie. But it is also a fun movie to watch with people. So mm-hmm. it's totally worth watching. It's a different kind of exceptionally bad than something like Troll 2, mm-hmm. right? It's not just like poor production value right it was it it everybody acted well in it mm-hmm. um the especially s- peggy <laughs> <laughs> even the um even the dialogue was not like atrociously written it just kind of like the story wasn't really clear and it was just kind of like like we've said nobody it, it appears that nobody knew what the end was from the beginning. Right. They didn't know what they were doing and kind of making it up as they go. It was kind of like an improv show. <laughs> well, it, I, it, we made the comment too. It felt weird because it felt like she did like a, she was monologuing as if she was doing an editorial piece right. in a Over newspaper the, the entire time. And mm-hmm. so we're like, oh, maybe she has this arc where that's what she turns into. And we find out later on that, oh yeah, she's, this is like her memoir and she's telling the story of how she got here or something. Right. And yeah. it's like, it, no. Yeah, I, I I guess I got frustrated with the whole I make p- puzzles, you know. Yeah, like you, you, right. you think her her <laughs> mon, her narration would be more puzzle related, right? That's true. What's and, a four letter word for engagement well, between two people? Love, and then goes into it. Well, so the I did notice that like at the very beginning, like it's crossword puzzles everywhere, everywhere, you, everywhere you look, mm-hmm. and they didn't stick with that like. Once you establish that's what she does, and then she gets fired from the job. Then crosswords really aren't right mentioned again, that's except right. for her always talking about that's what she does for a living. Right. But yeah. like, but it was one of those annoying things because it's like it was like a Hallmark movie, yeah, a Hallmark Christmas movie where it's like we live in Christmas tree town, so everything is like Christmas tree themed. Yeah. Yes. Right. And I thought, oh no, is this everything crossword puzzle themed? Wait, hold on though. We did. We never grew up in Sacramento, Bracken. Are you huge into crossword puzzles? Is that just a Sacramento thing that I, we don't understand? I am not. Were you I, an I, outsider in that then? I, I think I was. I don't think that's really a Sacramento thing, to, to be honest. I heard yeah. Sac State had a graduate and, program. And I know that there puzzles. are some people that like crossword puzzles, Times. but I think that it was overstated the importance a little in bit. this movie. Yes. Yeah, right? So, Every, everyone in, that's getting their hair done in the barbershop. Oh, in yes. The beauti- they're so all like comparing the six dudes in the bathroom stalls all doing the crossword These puzzle together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just don't think that's how the real world is, or especially oh, was man. back in 2009. Okay. So. Yeah, I think that they, well, like Nate talked about, the, the glasses is what tells us when somebody is smart. And I think in this, this was their glasses. They were trying to tell us she's smart because she makes crossword puzzles because they didn't want to put glasses on her. I don't know. Or put her hair up. Yeah. Right. Right. They couldn't because she cut it too weird. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's pretty unanimous. Uh, this is an exceptionally bad movie. Off that's to a good, good start. Way to start. Yeah. Hopefully the rest of the movies we watch uh, during this mini season, we've got three more romantic comedies coming up. I can't wait to see them. All right. So we the... definitely have at least one really exciting one. That... So this was, <laughs> this was Ben's pick. Yes. So each one of us is going to have a pick. And yep. then we're going to kind of decide we're who, duke it we, out. Yeah, who had the best yeah, strong contender here. Uh, exceptionally yeah. bad rom-com for this category. So, nice. All right. The, so, the bar has been set. I just want to say like real quick as like a content warning, I feel like this is more on the grown-up side of PG-13 okay. some, with some of the humor. Yeah. Some of the... There was no nudity and language was not terrible, but the uh, subject matter there was a There were a lot of innuendos. There was yeah. a lot of just open talking about grabbing right. boobs and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. By Sandra Bullock. Yes, right. Um, Great. So uh, where can our listeners talk to us? Hey, if you have suggestions for um, other romantic comedies that you want to, that we should do, or 
themes that we should do for the mini season, contact us, email us at who's got that one? The guys at exceptionallybad.com. Okay. Check out our Instagram at exceptionally bad. Yep. And if Twitter is still alive, we are exceptional at exceptionally bad there. Are we going to pay the $8 to get to get official? official. <laughs> Do we have $8? <laughs> we'll have to cash in all of our ad money. <laughs> Still won't cover it. <laughs> or you can hit our website, exceptionallybad.com. Yep. So thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bad movies with your friends. That was terrible. Can we fix that in post?